It's Thursday, February 13th. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and I have one more thing to tell you for today. There are tons of interesting stories we come across that we can't seem to get them onto the main podcast that we wanted to make an extra post to bring you a little bit more. Today, we're going to be talking about Disneyland. It's become an annual thing now where Disneyland raises its prices, and everybody always makes big gasps and there's outrage and there's a level of acceptance from a lot of people saying, well, that's what you got to do to go. My producer, Victor Wright, is joining me. Thanks for being here, Victor. Thank you. We are both Southern California natives. We've been here all our lives. Disneyland is just kind of part of what you do as a kid. And even growing older, you know, a lot of us go there for our grad nights and, and things like that. But really, this story kind of applies to all sorts of people. People come from all over the country to visit California, to visit Southern California and Anaheim and go to Disneyland. And every year, these ticket prices are going up. Victor, tell us what's going on with the ticket prices this year. They have a five-tier pricing scheme now. First, you said all over the country. Try all over the world to come to Definitely. Disneyland. I mean, they might not come specifically for Disneyland, but I have cousins from Mexico visiting us next month. And Disneyland is definitely one of the things that they're going to go to. There are different tiers now. If you've never gone to Disneyland before, you might not know that they give you different prices of tickets depending on what day you go on. So, for example, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, there aren't as many or supposedly not as many people going because it's in the middle of the week. So they price you a bit lower. So pricing for that's going to stay the same but peak days such as Saturdays and Sundays those are going to rise to $154 when it used to only be $149 and there's also three other tiers right in the middle it all really yeah. all depends on the day that you're going on the day that you're going and also what kind because right across from the way of Disneyland there's something called California Adventure so you can get a park hopper ticket like a one day park hopper ticket to go to both of those for low days, like I said, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, those rose from $154 to $159. And on big days like Saturdays and Sundays and possibly holidays, they went to $209 from $199. So this is the first time that ticket prices there for Disneyland have gone over $200. And as I said at the beginning, you know, reaction is kind of all over the place. There's all those people that are like, oh, forget it. I'm never going there. Then there's all those diehards that are like, well, that's just the price that you got to pay. <laughs> so people <laughs> will do it. What's even crazier is the annual passes. This past year was the first time I bought an annual pass. And I do have to say, I love Disneyland. I loved going there as a kid. It was that whole thing where, you know, my mom would wake us up and say, hey, we're going to Disneyland today or tell us the day before we're going to Disneyland. We're waking up in the morning and getting there right when it opens and we're staying all the way through the end when it closes. That's kind of what we did as kids. And right now I have the annual pass and, you know, I'll go any time of the day and I really do enjoy it. But the prices for that are going up like crazy. The select pass, which is the bottom of the barrel pass, you can't go on on holidays. You can't go on the most in-demand days, which ends up being all the weekends and everything. They have what they're called blackout days, yeah, they're blackout which are days. days that you just can't go with these passes. Yeah, that one didn't go up too much. It went from $3.99 to $4.19, but the Premier Pass, that's the top of the line one, no blackout dates. It gives you access to Disneyland without any blockout dates, anything like that. That jumped up 13%. It used to be $1,949. That went up to $2,199. That is a lot of money right there. That's a steep price. And 
you're saying that there's all kinds of outrage. I think a lot of people say, ah, I can't do this. And then ultimately we've seen and there's another article saying that just because you raise the ticket prices doesn't mean that any fewer people are going. Right. One person who is the theme park consultant and managing director at Leisure Business Advisors, uh, John Gurner, he said they will soon find out through customer surveys whether or not they've gone too far, which if we can see from past experience, I don't think this is going to change anything, even right. though they've broken the $200 barrier. Part of this is the slow creep. You know, they do this every year and it goes up, you know, five bucks here, 10 bucks there. In the long scheme of things, you're like, well, I spent this much last time. 10 bucks more isn't really that much. So a lot of people are willing to do that. Sure. But, you know, one of the big questions that I have with all of this, and I know the answer already, who is Disneyland really for? It is for everybody. You said people come from all over the world and it's totally true. But then there are the locals who probably frequent Disneyland more than others. And it's kind of like, you know, there's this frustration. There's tons of long lines. The LA Times did an analysis, this was back from 2017, that showed that higher ticket prices doesn't shorten any wait time. So as what you've been saying, Victor, people are still paying all that money and going anyway. So yeah. you're, and it's just that frustrating moment of the ever creeping rise of the ticket prices and the increasingly creeping rise of the wait times for rides <laughs> that have gotten so out of control. Yeah, and I think a lot of this has to do with the new attractions that are coming. Last year, they opened up an entire, they did their biggest expansion, which is Galaxy's Edge, featuring the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run ride. Later this year at California Adventure, they're going to do the Avengers Campus, which is going to feature a bunch of Marvel characters. So when I said, oh, I'm going to pay more for relatively the same experience, that's not really true anymore because they're not just adding one ride or an extra seat here they're they're expanding like they're doing massive expansions to right. these parks and it's much needed though because it's been pretty stale for quite a long time specifically this new avengers campus it does sound pretty cool there's going to be a lot of stuff the first phase of the avengers campus is going to have a spider-man attraction it's going to have a doctor strange show an Ant-Man and Wasp restaurant, a Marvel character rooftop stunt show. And they're going to have this flying like Spider-Man uh, autonomous stuntronic robot that they say right. they have. It's going to be doing web slinging from building to building. And it looks pretty cool. They released like a video of it slow motion. And the, the technology behind this is crazy. It's going to have accelerometers, gyroscopes, laser range finders, that all rotated midair so they the little robot can perform all these midair tricks. It's going to be pretty insane. And they say it's going to be viewable from a lot of different positions in the park. This is the kind of stuff that I and a lot of people get excited for about theme parks and about Disney theme parks specifically. If you're interested in like how a theme park gets built, definitely look into the history of Disney because they had this massive uh, like animal exhibit where you would go through Anaheim or in the middle of the city and you'd see giraffes and lions right. all in the same spot. But if you go over the air, you see that each of those animals were actually sectioned off and it was just the way it looked. It made it all look like they were all in one plane. Ah. So this kind of thing is old school Disney imagineering. I think that's the phrase they like to use, yeah. but old school Disney theme park engineering that really gets us excited and, Probably why we're willing to we'll 
will complain about it now, but <laughs> you're selling me I'm all still over. Gonna, I go. <laughs> right. I'm still going to pay the money to go see it once in a while. Right. That's the first uh, phase of it that they're going to open. There's going to be a second phase where they're going to have some other type of Avengers e-ticket attraction. It sounds a lot more like the new Star Wars attraction that they released uh, with the Rebels, where it's like multiple stations that you're going throughout yes. the ride. Yes. Uh, this thing uh, says you're going to riders going to climb aboard a Quinjet, fly through Wakanda, join a team of Marvel superheroes, and battle against giant wing insects. So it's going to be a lot more interactive and a lot grander in scale. Yeah, like I said about the Disney wildlife experience, that was cutting edge then. This is cutting edge now. And I, I don't know I don't know if we've ever seen anything quite like this, but I'm excited to see how they pull it off. Definitely. So while the ticket prices are ever increasing, they are upping their game in other ways. And you know, we'll have to see what happens with those lines. That's really the most important <laughs> for for us, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Victor. Thank you. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was One More Thing from The Daily Dive.